Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters. Voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. This week we're talking about ridiculous requests from producers. And just, <laughs> just as a <laughs> just that makes me laugh. Well, do we, do we, I mean, I, I think the first question is: Do producers have a right to a request you actually buy gear for their sessions? I don't think they do. Well, just out of interest, this is um, what the ridiculous request was. Let um, me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Can you can you hear a the difference in the filter. audio? Correct, Amundo. How do I know that? Reflection filter. That's without the reflection filter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds a little bit better. Someone <laughs> yeah. asked for a reflection filter? Yeah. And let me guess the genre. Video game. I don't know. But uh, in fact, I think it was something you, you sent us, George. Remember? Maybe that's the point. It was something I sent to you. That's why this is not a coincidence, because I actually yeah. recommended this topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is like deja vu. It's like, this is your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this happened to a client of mine. He said, I have, a, I have this reflection filter. It wasn't the actual brand. That's an actual brand, you know, like a trademark. It was a, one of the knockoffs. Of, there's, there's a thousand of them. And I saw it in his booth. We were on we were on Zoom. That's the nice thing of doing my sessions in Zoom. Sometimes I see their studios and I know what the heck's going on. And I'm like, why do you have that? And he's like, well, I'm working for this video game company. And they said, we want you to have that. And, and so I do. And I was like, okay. I was like, do you realize that that thing either does absolutely nothing or makes it worse? And I said, please, let's try it without. He tried it without. He was like, oh, my gosh, this is so much better. I can actually put my copy stand where it belongs, and I can see my copy. Yeah. And uh, it was like, I said, I said, honestly, man, you bought it. They are happy that you bought one. They don't have to know that you're not using it anymore. Just, just take it down. The producers of these games, they know about studios to a degree. Some of them are audio engineers, and some of them are... Well, geeks that love technology, but they're not audio engineers with acoustic experience. But also, so, talking of yeah. those things, I, it doesn't happen so much anymore because I do most of my work from here. But when I used to go into studios, every now and then you get one that sets up the mic for you with a huge pop filter. Sure. And, you can, and you, you're sort of like one eye trying to read the script around the corner. Right, right. Like there's no, no, they've taken no effort to make it easy for you to read the script. I can imagine. I I I always consider the script. In fact, when I set up a studio, if I'm physically there, I the first thing we set up is the script. I'm like, this where does it go? Where do you like it? What height? Wh- what's the distance you need to stand from it, etc. Once that is nailed down, then we put up the mic. That's yeah. that's how well, I surely do. that's basic. Exactly. Surely that's basic planning though, because the the talent's got to be able to read the script. They're never going to memorize it, so they've got to be able to see the screen, the actual piece of paper, whatever it is they're reading off. And if they have to go off mic to do that, then you can stick all the pop filters you want on there, but it's still going to sound like shit because they've got to move their right. head to to read it, right? Yeah, but it's funny. Some some engineers want you right on the mic. I. You know, I, I get it for certain reads, but 
not everything. I like to be, um, you know, a good handspan away from the mic and sure. have the mic sort of basically above my mm-hmm. head. An engineer that would, would do that to an actor is an engineer that's accustomed to music production. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, that's probably the case. Um, yeah. Because I, I didn't learn would about... Do what to an actor? Make, uh, make them sing right up against a pop filter. You know, like a classic singer setup where the pop screen is that they're kissing the pop screen and they use it as a, you know, as a as a guard to keep the actor from a way bumping to keep into them the, away from the microphone. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. that's yeah. what you know. If that's what they're doing to you as a voice actor, that's that. I'm sorry, sorry for you as an actor. That's terrible. Yeah, that should not be happening. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be kissing a pop screen. You know, yeah. we're having like, like you shouldn't have to touch it, but they might they might like the proximity effect. That might be just what they're kind of going for and wanting you to be close to the mic because it just kind of gives that bass rise. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But there's other ways to do it without having them obscure their script entirely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's the problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, like the singer, they should have their shit memorized. Well, a singer generally <laughs> does, right? They're they're literally performing a piece they've sung up right. 400 times. Not with Pro Tools, they don't. But let, let's put this in perspective right. of someone <laughs> like... <laughs> Put this in perspective, someone like Chris McCallum, who we've had on this show before, right? One of Australia's best yep. location guys. He can't just shove his mic in the shot and go, well, screw you, I've got to record the audio. He's got to find the best place to have the mic so that the performance sure. can still happen for the camera. It's the same in the booth. Right. It's just there's no picture involved. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good uh, comparison. Yeah. yeah, point of comparison. Absolutely. Yep. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out still what it was invented for. What I generally tell people is it was as a, it's a problem solver for live, like live recording in a studio. You've got a bunch of musicians and you're trying to just reduce bleed, you know, from one, like a trumpet it's, or something between mics. And that that's, I feel like that's what it was invented for. Or you're trying to get like, you know, like you have a bounce off of a wall or something. It's like a portable gobo for a microphone. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it it's really close, and it does create weird comb filtering things near the microphone, and it and and to be honest, the company that I, as far as I understand, invented it. At least I have credit for inventing it is SE Electronics. Yeah, and they make they make some of the best mics out there. Um, they know what they're doing, but you know, I think that when it was made, it was it was just a problem solving device, and they knew there was a sacrifice in sound. In doing it, but I mean, they're it's, also it's very similar to what the porta booth does. And and Andrew, you as as you can say, the porta booth helps. Yeah, it can help deal with a with a you know. It's like and it's the same thing. So when you're dealing with a less than ideal environment, the pain it causes is better than problems and pain it causes. But to have a whisper room and one of those things that makes zero sense. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, that, I've seen that recently. In fact, I commented today on on a. Somebody said, posted a picture of their beautiful new studio. Look at my beautiful booth. And then they had that thing behind the mic. And I said, you know, it's a, that's a beautiful studio. It's a shame you had to put that reflection filter behind your mic. Did a client request you do that? And they're like, no, I, I just had it. So I figured I should use it. <laughs> I was right. like, like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not. That's like if no. you don't have a booth. <laughs> right. And they're like, well, I thought it made it sound a little less boxy in here. I'm like, okay. And Solve the problem. Don't don't you know? If if you look at an actual reflection filter, they're like two hundred and fifty bucks. You know, they're not cheap. And, yeah, there's some complex. that have some shitty. 
They're actually yeah. complex. There's they, they, a lot going on. It's not just a layer of foam glued to some metal, which yeah. is what the really cheesy ones are. It's a few layers of different stuff. Yeah, it's a composite it's like have, of different yeah. material. It, there's some real, you know, I still wouldn't recommend it because it's annoying to actually have to use one. But um, I've installed them over the years out of, out of, you know, lack of a better idea or just, you know, lack of experience. So, um, but they do let um, sound go through them. It can pass through them. I think that's the, yes. the key to the SE one, as opposed to the other ones, which, like this thing I've got here, which is basically curved plastic with foam stuck to it. If it's got past plastic on the back, that's really bad. Like if it's got anything it's rigid, cause a reflection. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. Even if it has an inch or two of foam on it, you're going to get a lot of reflection off of it, right? Ha- I mean, some of them are, are a piece of metal that's perforated, and right. even that, I'm not sure. The the, the reason the this came up in that thread today too, like the I mentioned Tribooth, actually somebody else did too, Emmett, I think it was Emmett. Um, the reason Tribooth works reasonably well is because it is a large space that is where the microphone isn't terribly close to any one surface, and the actual booth is really more of a filter than it is. It's not a barrier; it's a filter. Yeah. Right. So sound can go right through it, you know, and that's important to its design. Yeah. If we had hung it makes like it a sound bigger than it is. Right. If we had hung like a, a layer of hard, I don't know what we would have hung in there, vinyl or plastic or something. I don't know. It would have sounded a lot worse. You know, it would not have done what it's supposed to do. It would sound more well, like. Well, even uh, imagine that booth that we were in with the mass loaded vinyl. Remember yeah, yeah. that booth? Absolutely. It's like that stuff. You could you could look at it and you could see that it still had some. At some frequencies, you could tell it was going to reflect. Uh, even the tri-booth, I'll admit it right now, it it has like a 300-ish hertz thing that build. you can hear a little bit of a buildup. So the fabric we use, there is something about that particular fabric at that particular frequency that it, 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 it has a little resonance. As weird as that sounds, it's, it's you wouldn't think of a fabric of having a resonance, but well, it it's, does. It's the shape, it's the size of the space that you're creating with that fabric but yeah right yeah it's there's still something it's not a completely neutral as much as i want it to be it's not perfect you know it's not perfect um and anytime you can find your space around your mic it's a compromise it just is like the science says you can't you can't do this and get a, and get a perfect result when you do it so but those reflection filters yes horrid yeah don't do it not for vo folks not don't for do VO. it Dun, and that's why it. the Chaotica eyeball is bad because it's like a really close yeah, right. <laughs> reflection filter. If right. you want your audio to sound like this, use one. <laughs> or like this. I think Uncle Roy uh, put, shoved a bagel in the back of one once inside, you know, inside the eyeball. That's pretty funny. <laughs> See, it's lunchtime. Now you're making me hungry. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite, recorded using Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters, and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging, with tech support from George the Tech Witter. Help us share the show with more people, and get your hands on exclusive content by contributing to our Patreon page. See patreon.com forward slash Pro Audio Suite. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say day. drop us a note at our website, theproaudiosuite.com.